1: WGT Golf—it's the what? best game slash app on your phone. It's the most popular golf game in the world, and it is also the official gaming partner of DNVR. If you haven't downloaded yet and played against this DNVR family and all in all of our tournaments, you're really actually missing Great. out. How did you guys do in the DNVR Open, Eric? You're you're saying bring it. So did you bring it? I did better than did ever on this, on this
2: GD uh, mm-hmm. podcast. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I did bad
3: i was terrible at that
2: game. I was on the leaderboard until I was no longer on the leaderboard. But I at least made an appearance on the leaderboard. I didn't see any of you fools. So he was the first person to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Just because uh, that's true doesn't mean you have to say it, AJ. That's
0: how you (laughs) win at golf, right? You have to be the first person to finish. Right.
4: Yeah,
2: that's
0: exactly it. All these other guys (laughs) kind of like play. That's how I understand it.
1: So clearly. It's realistic because it's frustrating, but it's also very rewarding and fun. Um, Besides playing tournaments against the DMVR family, you can uh, play closest to the hole or full-stroke play on world-famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, and so many more. Download WGT today and join the DMVR Clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com.
4: Everybody out. Three and two on Charlie. Jokic gets it
0: across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis guy.
4: He has done it again. Vaughn
0: Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dumped two hands. Nicole. Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a the luck. You'll
4: see it for long. Two on home ride. Trevor Story. Lock. Hands on it. Two for Sutton. Got it! Oh,
0: man! That's from way down.
1: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. I am your host, Allie Mondre. With me today, I've got D-Line slash Eric. Eric yeah. slash D-Line.
2: That's right. Drew Creaseman.
1: Henry Chisholm slash Hank. And AJ <laughs> Hayley.
4: <laughs> I'm so glad Hank <laughs> has, has taken over. It's yeah. He's I embraced
5: I mean, It he was like 50-50 for a minute.
4: I was, yeah, but it's there. It's, it's clearly there. I've won. My people have merged victorious. More people. Yo, my Good people. My people. Really, in this economy,
2: Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hank is such a. Str- it's just so much stronger,
0: Hank.
3: It is. Hank. It is a you lot string- stronger. not stronger. But yeah, it has to- taken over. Like I can't even try to go with Henry anymore. It's just Hank at this point.
1: Hank. Yeah. All right. Well, show me your bread Bruise. Who's drinking? So Who's got it. Brew. Oh, yeah, great bread brew, Eric. Wow. <laughs> <I'm>
2: just, <laughs>
1: oh, <the sound. laughs>
2: That's a designer. I, <laughs> I was gonna say, that was killer, killer. Awesome.
1: <laughs> you all know that bread brew is the official beer of DNVR. So join us in drinking by grabbing a 15 can pack of the Mile High City Lager or any of your favorite beer, but you can get the Mile High City Lager at Davidson's Beer Wine and Spirits and most local grocery stores and Costco. So there you go. It's pretty good. Pretty good deal. Yeah,
2: that's a, that's a slamable beer. I know I've slammed many of them.
1: <laughs> You've slammed many of them at games at the Pepsi's. And with that, I gotta. We're gonna be reminiscing today. So, <sighs> it's it's, it's a moody Friday. It's like cloudy. We're drinking some break brews. We're going to talk about our favorite recent Denver sports memories as well as um, favorite Denver sports memories of all time. Someone in the DMVR lounge asked us to talk about this. If you want to have us talk about specific subjects, definitely um, subscribe so you can be a part of the DMVR lounge, but you're not allowed to repeat. We, keep, we have to have all different favorite recent memories. AJ, I'm going to start with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can because... I get
4: that as a, as a ringtone for every time I get a text for AJ? <laughs> <laughs> Just
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: So that like once a year? Yeah. <laughs> I don't text DMVR really people, people anymore be yeah. awesome we got with the Discord, Slack and a million other words.
2: Right, like we have too many <laughs>
0: other avenues to, to contact that I'm just like phone is irrelevant. <laughs> and then
2: you could actually just text him the word what, knowing that it would say <laughs> it just, would just what, say what?
0: What? What? What?
1: What? <laughs> AJ, I'm starting with you because you are just you're you're such a great storyteller and you could really get oh, us nice. going on this Friday of like reminiscing and getting all in our feelings. Feel yeah, like you'd uh, be perfect to start great. that
0: off. Let's find. So out. I'm the That's romantic true. one. I get it. It's fine.
1: Your stories, when you want to like romanticize the abs, <laughs> I want to run through a wall after you. <laughs> They're so good. I'm like, oh my she god. She is setting the bar
4: really high now. Dude.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Now, let me just tell you about this. One day, I went to practice, and these very basic things happened. <laughs> no, I mean recent abs history. It's, I mean. Kyle McCarr's first game was cool, right? Like it was a it was a perfect confluence of events that it's going to be impossible to repeat. And still not my favorite recent Habs memory. Um, it's game 82 against St. Louis.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: One year, one year removed from a 48-point season, there were no expectations for that team. They it took it took a lot to get them even in the position of winning their end. You know, two nights before St. Louis was in Chicago, and uh, Chicago scored with less than two seconds left uh, to win the game in regulation. That one point would have clinched the playoffs for the Blues. So it was that close. It was like one point six seconds from the Avs. That game not mattering at
1: all. Yeah.
0: And Duncan Keith scored his second goal of the season, and it was just like mayhem, right? Like I remember my house, all two people were jumping up and down and were very excited because it was like, Game 82 matters, and then Game 82 was just mayhem. Like, yeah. the Avs the abs came out and they played a really good first period. One of St. Louis's best players left the game with an injury, and then Sam Gerrard scored with less than a minute left to give them the one nothing lead. And, like, when Sam Gerrard is, like, the most bottled up dude, like, such a stereotypical hockey player, like... When I when I went to talk to him about his dog's adorable uh, Instagram account, he was like, "I'm glad people like my dog. I like, dog. <laughs> and like that like, was it, right?
1: Like also the a thing. thing about Sam Gerrard. I he's like an opera singer, or he yes. like can sing opera. That uh, yes. that's when he was singing at their uh, holiday party, I was like, that's a real person? That's a real yeah. avalanche?
0: Singing? Yeah, that, that itty-bitty little guy got a big, <laughs> booming voice when he wants it. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. So,
0: and, and, like, he scores that goal, and he freaks out and starts celebrating and is, like, screaming and pumping fists, and you're like, these guys care about this. And it was really just the emotion of the night, you know, because it was winning your end, and... You're in and Like, just the year before, they'd had a 48-point season. There were no expectations. It was a super young team, a bunch of rookies, and Pepsi Center just willed them to excellence that night. And, you know, Nathan McKinnon had that third goal where all of a sudden it was like, oh, man, this is going to happen. Because St. Louis had made it 2-1 on the power play, and it was kind of like, ah, like, "Ah, this is still really close. You don't really believe in it. They've they've had trouble protecting leads, and then McKinnon put that one up over Jake Allen's shoulder, and you were like, "Oh my
5: god!" <laughs>
1: and
0: and then they, you know, Landeskog with the with the empty netter from the other side oh. of the ice. And they had the dog pile on the ice. Yeah, where the you're pictures,
1: just like, the pictures from Landy's empty netter are like should be framed amazing, just yeah. full-on dog pile on the
0: ice. And it's, uh, I missed that live because I was walking. Um, I was working my oh. way down into the arena, and so I missed the dog pile live. And like, you go back and you watch it, and the best part is Miko Rantanen's little hop at the end where he's like, he skates up to the pile, and he's like, sure, and he just <laughs> like,
5: like so this 6'5 like, monster video.
0: just tosses himself onto this man pile oh, on God. the ice, and you're like, so, there were still, like, four minutes to go in the game, so it felt a yeah. little premature, but it was also, like, it
1: wasn't, eh. wasn't Eric Johnson, like, pushing Sam Gerard or, like, bullying him? I feel like there's so much <laughs> that you could watch in this little clip and be like, oh, my God, look at their reaction. Look at what's yeah. happening over here. Well, and,
0: like, of course, like, the bench goes insane. And like everybody, like there's like a lot of shoving because men don't know how to be affectionate towards one another. <laughs> and so like, yeah, That's not true, right? <laughs> like, like
2: there's like some the bar tonight. I'll show you
0: different. ultra aggressive, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh my god, adrenaline. And it was, it was, um, it was just awesome. Like it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of dumb kids having fun that weren't supposed to be where they were, and. And they snuck in, and they gave Nashville a way more competitive series than anybody imagined. Oh, yeah. And it just sort of set them on the path that they're on now where they got a little bit lucky, but they took advantage of their their opportunities. And now they're trending upward, and they're a cup favorite. And, it's, and they're going to continue to be a cup favorite for the next number of years. And it all just sort of began that night where yeah. – maybe they're still cup they're probably still cup favorites but like getting in that year just changed so much of the attitude and the feeling around the organization where it was like okay well now we made it now now we belong and now we're better than all of you lol good luck
2: <laughs> and
0: getting in was like the beginning of that them developing the swagger that they have now where they walk into a building and they're like
1: yeah we're gonna smoke
0: whoever this is we don't care
1: do you could you have pictured like finishing off that 48 point season and and imagine what would come in 3 years? Did you um, have any clue that something that we would be where we are today?
0: I I will say no because Nathan McKinnon hadn't happened yet.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And we got 5 years of a very frustrating version of Nathan McKinnon where he would just he could take over any game at any time and dominate. And then he would just disappear for a week. And you're just like, what is this talent? This is so tantalizing and so frustrating. And to be honest, elite players in the NHL happen quickly. They don't develop. Elite guys are typically elite really early in their careers. So for it, for it to have taken him five years is rare. Like, you don't see a lot of guys who are superstars to have, like, a five-year runway until they break out and become what he has. It's just not a very common thing. Usually they show up and they're like, oh, I'm just better than all these fools. Ha-ha. <laughs> and it wasn't like, like that for McCarr. him. Exactly. Like, Kael McCarr just, like, showed up on the scene and was like, oh, I am better than all of these guys. Yeah. Okay, cool. And has, has shown that. I just, there was so much to it with McKinnon. There was so much frustration and Duchesne, the Duchesne cloud was still hanging over everything that, you know, and, and the vast majority of times in all, this is it, it, true across all sports. When you make the big star player trade and you're giving up the best player in the deal, most of the time you lose the trade. Yeah. you just You just do. It's just how it goes. It's hard to it's hard to win those deals. The ads won that deal going away and it, their franchise has been totally different. And it and it was hard to see coming because there was a culture problem and they didn't even change um, everybody. They have the same yeah. they have, you know, Eric Johnson and Gabe Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon, still some of the same guys that helped turn it around. Tyson Berry was still there, helped turn it around. And so it wasn't like they had to clean house, you know, like well, like what we just saw with Buffalo, where they just fired their entire organization and was like, "Oh, good luck. You know, they, they didn't do that. They just... I, just, just got rid of the guy. It, well, it flipped on a dime, and there yeah. doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. There are a lot of factors that played into it, but the switch went on, and... It went on in a really big way. And if anybody ever tries to copy the Colorado model,
1: good luck. AJ, we've got someone asking, why do you think, what do you think was the reason for McKinnon to take so long to bloom?
0: Um, the easy answer is Matt Duchesne, um, that he was, he was deferential to, to the shadow that Duchesne kind of cast. And uh, I have some small anecdotes um that I'm not really comfortable sharing publicly, <laughs> that leave me to believe that that wasn't the world's greatest relationship mm. and that Duchesne was not interested in mentoring McKinnon into, into how to get to the next level. And, and you know, to, to Duchy's credit, how would he know how to do that? He, he couldn't quite get himself there as a player. And that's okay. Like, Matt Duchesne's that, had that a very, crazy. very good career. <laughs> but, like... You know, when Duchesne wanted out, he didn't he didn't throw a huge fit about it. He was a pro. He showed up and he worked. He yeah. was obviously not happy, but he showed up and he worked. And then when that element was gone, it just sort of seemed to free Nathan McKinnon's personality. And ever since then you've seen him it's like it's it's like watching a game of risk in the locker room where like he just continues to take over territory. And then yeah. You know and the next thing you know, he's Napoleon, and you're like, "Oh, wow, like he's he's dominated this entire room now." And now everybody kind of takes his cues from that corner because he and Landeskog sit next sit yeah. next to each other. And they sort of set the tone for everybody. And before, I think there was a lot of pushing and pulling going on. and it's it's unfair to say it's entirely Matt Duchesne's fault, but certainly the removal of him. And the timing of how everything changed—I mean, you can call it a coincidence. Man, <laughs> being naive, but the parallels between works, it is, it is.
4: your team and 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 the team I cover on, on this and the former stars are just absolutely striking. With with too low with too low just everything you just said about Napoleon, Napoleoning, Napoleoning. No, I'm leaving it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm using it from now on. Uh, the the clubhouse and like taking over and and becoming a de facto leader without really having the leadership capabilities to do so. Uh, That sort of puts a ceiling on what that team is capable of. And then as soon as they get rid of one of the more talented players in the franchise's history, they immediately start moving in the right direction and become a better team. And it's just like... Wow. I Yeah, I guess that's just a thing that well, happens to these And when guys. you see those
0: guys leave and not have success elsewhere, you start to wonder. You know, Tulo obviously had injuries that kind of cut it short, where there's a lot of question marks where you say, okay, well, how much of that? But wow. everywhere Duchesne has gone. He goes to Ottawa, they fell apart. They, they trade him to Columbus, and they won a playoff round, and hooray, that's great. He leaves in free agency. He goes to Nashville. Nashville is one of the top teams in the NHL. He shows up now. They're now they're competing for a playoff spot. They no. everywhere he's gone, they've taken steps back, and you're just sort of mm. it's 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 easy to connect those dots, right? And say yeah. there's something there's something wrong with the player, despite the fact that as an NHL player, he's a very good player and off the ice, he's a great human being. But yeah. there's a there's something disconnected there that seems to be following him. I'm I don't I don't it's hard to it's hard to say what it was. Or, Huh? but you see the pattern and it's very easy to be like oh well that's that's certainly a thing that's happening
4: <laughs> i always thought it was like cuz when we watched the the mj doc it's like they even talk about th- there are these different parts of his dynamic and why like he wasn't great you know at getting the best out of the guys around him when he was on the wizards or as a coach or as a gm at times cuz like you just demand that people be excellent and i think just like the next level down is when you demand that level of excellence. But as you said, if you're Matt Duchesne or Troy Tulowitzki, you're that next level down, whether, you know, for yeah. Tulo's cause he couldn't stay on the field or whatever, but it's like you're demanding elite level of excellence, which is something you yourself are not capable of delivering on a consistent basis. And so it really, I think that's what it is. It starts to fall apart for everyone around you.
1: It's a really interesting topic. Um, how the older guy should mentor the younger guy, In every sport, it's kind of like so many people think, oh, of course you should mentor, but then other people are like, well, that guy's going to take your job, so yeah. who cares about the team? Like, think about yourself, and you see it in every single sport, and it feels like such a weird dynamic of whether we well, should it's help not just the rookie. Sports.
0: Like, it's oh, life, well, right? Yeah, like life. any any workplace where the the hotshot young person shows up. And they start to get showered with a lot of the the company's love and affection. You start to feel like, oh, well, that's the anointed one. And it just creates a resentment because we're all human. We all have feelings and we all like attention. And we all like being told that we're special and unique snowflakes. And when that attention goes to one specific person all the time, it doesn't feel great all the time. Like it can create that that resentment. And it, Mm. it takes a special kind of mindset to keep that from happening and to just accept, you know, sometimes sometimes guys are special. Sometimes Kale McCarr shows up and he's a freak of nature and everybody just has to accept that he, he was in college hockey two days ago. Now he's on the second pairing of a playoff team and that's just reality. Sorry. Like he's just AJ, that good. He's just a freak.
1: AJ, do you think the Avs, those players like Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog really – learn to embrace that after dealing with the whole Duchesne, then going to Nathan McKinnon and then having Kale McCarr come in and and be that star immediately where you couldn't deny it. Do you think they learned a bit from the situation with uh Duchesne to react in a better way?
0: I think what the and it's tough to speak for them because it's mm-hmm. it, you know it's it's Just a your, little unfair but from my viewpoint of it, the biggest thing that they learned was that winning a Stanley cup is something more than an individual accomplishment. It's not something that you look back on and say, I did this. You, it's, we did this. And okay. the biggest change in attitude that I saw in that locker room was that it became less about, I'm getting mine. I'm doing my job. Why aren't you doing yours? And it became about all of our jobs are linked together. All of our jobs matter together we all have to do them together in order to achieve the kind of greatness that we want we want to be remembered we want to be special we want to to have the ceremony where our number goes up in the pepsi center rafters we want to be the team that steals the broncos thunder in this town (laughs) we want to be the the ones that have the party do the parades (laughs) we want that and so they set the bar they set the goal as a team and they started to figure out how to go about accomplishing it as a team instead of a group of individuals.
1: God, I want hockey back. Uh, <laughs> Let's go! Look at Allie like, Raiden
2: run through a wall, just like she yeah. said.
1: They're like, oh, yeah, they can be that. That's why I'm like, oh. They,
2: I mean, they
0: are that now. They're, They're a buzzsaw. They,
1: the, they can have those things. Oh, all right. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Eric.
2: Ah, okay. What was that (laughs) decision-making process? I don't know. I
1: just decided there is no rhyme or reason. No rhyme, no reason.
2: All right. Well, my favorite favorite recent uh, memory in the world of the Denver Nuggets, and Denver in general, I had two. So this season there was a game against the Utah Jazz, the hated Utah Jazz Mm. that happened right after we made a – trade where we sent some fan favorites away to hated minnesota we lost malik beasley we lost Juancho hernan gomez and um jared vanderbilt
1: can't forget about jared vanderbilt
2: and we didn't get we didn't get our (laughs) players back in time so when we were suiting up against the jazz we had seven players available to us and i don't know if you guys have watched basketball before but there needs to be five players on the court at any given time which leaves Mm. two players on the bench at any given time so um and somehow the, the Nuggets won that game. It was the most improbable victory I think I've ever seen in my entire life. We had to p- call upon uh, the service of of Chan-Char and uh, P.J. Dozier to come off the bench. and. You I, made up
4: that first person.
2: I know. I did. I did. <laughs> so that but this, this, this Go ahead.
1: The craziest part. It was on a back-to-back. Yep. I believe. Back-to-back yes, a, game. Wow. And... The Utah Jazz were on like a a huge winning streak, and the Jazz were like doing really well in the standings. I don't remember. It was just most improbable. (laughs) You would not think you went into that game and like, oh, it's an easy loss for the Nuggets. We were
2: gonna do. We were doing a post game show that night. As I was driving over, I felt like I was like just like going to like a, it was like a funeral. I was just drunk. I was like, this is good. Like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Like I have like 18 excuses as to why the nuggets are about to get blown out. I'm like, and then we showed up. It was like the most amazing night ever. I drank, uh, you know, like way too many mile high city copper lagers that, that I should have to be, uh, appearing on camera, but I didn't care. Um, so that was incredible. But my actual favorite moment of recent nuggets history was last year. In the playoffs, game seven against Mm. the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Nuggets have not been to a playoff series in some time, as you may know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched basketball before, but... (laughs) um, The nine years? (laughs) uh, There was a little bit of a gap in between uh, playoff (laughs) appearances. I don't know if we have to put an exact number on it. Um, But, I mean, there were a couple of of factors going into it, both uh, on the court and off the court. Uh, Personally, for me... um, we, we and Adam and Brendan had waged personal war against Nick Wright <laughs> 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 because he kept calling the, the Nuggets frauds, that they didn't belong in the playoffs. We shouldn't, we, no one should believe in them.
1: Honestly, everyone has uh, their personal <laughs> hatred towards Nick Wright. <laughs> well, but, the, the,
2: but he, like, was responding to us. We were, like, fighting with him publicly on Twitter. And so, <laughs> um, so he, like, we even, so then we, I made a shirt, the mile high city frauds. So we had like a lot of skin in the game at this point. (laughs) And, um, the series was really up and down. Like it was really like (laughs) we had like unbelievably amazing highs and then just gut wrenching. Like, what am I doing with my life lows? And we got to that seventh game. I bought myself like a really primo club level seat right in the corner, right above Adam, actually. So I could yell down at him, not intentionally, (laughs) but it just worked that way. And, um, (laughs) And I was by myself because I'm a social animal. And so I was just like sitting there, like not talking to anybody. And I was just so nervous. And like the nuggets got out to this big lead. And I was like, That's it. Gonna do this. Like gonna do this. I'm gonna dunk on Nick Wright publicly for the whole world to see. And then in the fourth quarter, like the nuggets were just like they just they were like they're like, what well, we're good. Like let's <laughs> So they just like went into coast mode for like the last like um, five minutes. <laughs> like they made so no bad be- they scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. And the Spurs like were just like just like meticulously like coming back and I just was having like, you know, these horrible Visions of uh, Greg Popovich laughing on my grave and Nick Nick Wright taking an entire segment just to dunk on me and the rest, <laughs> the rest of the, the Denver stiffs at that point. Um, but, you know, in life sometimes good wins and evil loses. So the Nuggets mm-hmm. were able to hold on. The Spurs like inexplicably, they got within two points and then there was like a minute left in the game or like some... Like much more time than there should have been left for them, yeah. But so, and then they just like didn't foul. The the Spurs are just like, whatever. We don't. Let's just get like, we're not going to win the next round. We know that. So they just uh, let it happen. The Nuggets won, and then I just went into this like, this blissful Zen. Like I just like rose out of my body and just like was floating out above the Pepsi Center, just like watching things happen, getting on my phone and tweeting at Nick Wright that (laughs) loud. (laughs) <laughs> and it was, I, don't, I just, I can there's just never been a confluence of, of like pettiness and um, justification and, and good feelings and, and <laughs> bad feelings. It was just like, I felt so full in my heart and my spirit. It was just a great moment. I just, and I've just, you know, I just sat, and I just like sat and watched everybody walk by I just, everyone was giving each other smiles and high fives and like, you know what guys, the Denver Nuggets are real franchise in the nba and we can do things and this nicole Jokic is a real guy and he's gonna bring good special things to this city and then they lost the next round in seven games and it was heartbreaking i was gonna but-
1: say very <laughs> different game seven in the first round yeah yeah and game seven in the yeah, second yeah. round both at pepsi center yeah both very different feelings as you sat there in happiness and then in just complete
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. What- just
2: yeah, at, at, after Game Seven, at the Portland game, I just yeah. I sat in the in the in the Breck Brew Lounge or the whatever the, the cabin or whatever they call it, and I just sat there and I was despondent, unable to even tweet at Nick, yeah, Nick Wright, and
4: <laughs> uh, I couldn't even muster it. I
1: <laughs> couldn't yeah. even I
2: couldn't do it.
4: I like
0: that Nick Wright's back at it now with the with the Drew Lock and Broncos thing. I know, I know. Oh,
1: he's I think always he, at it.
0: I think yeah, it's he, like I yes, welcome back to the hatred.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, I mean I don't know about you guys, but I like. 89% of my what I love about sports is just being like hateful and small and petty and just letting all of those like terrible feelings that don't serve you in life be focused on something that doesn't matter at all in the world, like sports. And so then in my real life, when I encounter people, I'm nice to them and I, I, don't, I don't tweet at them and I don't try to uh, make them look bad publicly in front of other people. But online and then in the context of sports, that's literally all I do. And so it's been taken from me. And I appreciate that.
4: Now he Nick tweets Ray- at people in real life, which I need to see. <laughs> I need to see that happen. Uh, A real life
1: uh, Nick, tweet. Wright, Nick Wright hates, uh, hates everyone. Especially, I know him as for his very well, annoying did, yeah. takes on the Eagles. But the Broncos, the Nuggets, all of it. He just likes... He's just like a. Uh, like I, a well, he's I didn't from realize. Kansas City, Right. Yeah, that, I didn't
2: realize that until yeah, until now. Guy. He uh, that it. it I what? came to light that he's from Kansas City. He's been Kansas mm. City guy. So what are we doing?
1: Oh, okay. he's also a big Cowboys fan. That's why t- Cowboys. I'm huh. gonna t- add him he right now. Hold favorite. on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. At Nick Wright. He's, <laughs> he's still reminiscing on some great memories, and it got um got a little heated. But we have a jazz fans in the comments saying as a jazz yeah. fan that was probably the most embarrassing thing i've ever <laughs> seen yeah. from i don't them. ever want to hear cool. any of this
0: rudy gobert bull ever <laughs> get it out of here
2: you, you don't feel like starting the uh pandemic that shut down the nba was the most embarrassing thing out of the out of the jazz we shut down the
0: nba like the nhl was like oh great i guess we're done but also losing it was also pretty embarrassing <laughs>
1: Uh, then we got, it's, it's interesting all the hate Denver teams get for almost no reason. Hate us because they hate
0: us. It's, it's the, the altitude, right, Spike?
2: Yeah, oh God. Oh, no,
1: God. Don't get me started. He does not
2: represent
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I have talked to a lot of people who live there who are like, we don't, he's not one of us. Just get in there. <laughs> Anyways, on to happier times. Drew, what is your favorite recent Denver sports memory? It doesn't again, it doesn't have to be uh, from your individual sport that you uh
2: favorite or that you cover is your favorite but just in general it will be
4: for
1: true I, yeah, I mean yeah <laughs> I mean, <I'm> <laughs> it's a know. weird
4: time to put that <laughs> cop <out laughs> you know what's you about to happen don't even pretend like you don't know exactly what i'm about to say You're actually i'm gonna cheat a little bit no i thought about that it always comes to mind but the, fa- the father's day walk-off cycle like as dope as it is, it was like one of 162 games. And right after but that. But it was the
2: dopest uh, one. It was, no, it, it, it wasn't even the best
4: regular season game of that regular season. <laughs> but from, like, from an improbability standpoint, that Nolan Arenado did what he did in that moment should not be undersold. It was incredibly unlikely, and it was amazing to behold. Um, I'm gonna cheat a little bit though I could just take the wild card game from 2018 but the 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 truth is it's the final dozen days of the 2018 season what a cheater it 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 the, the whole thing is one gigantic blurry moment and I even have a similar like with Eric talking about you know, uh, like being on Twitter and stuff with it because see what had happened was <laughs> 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 this was this was right when we were, we're you know, really like, starting I to trip, like
1: before you get going, because I feel like it's gonna
4: be a like, oh. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is where Adam would put on some music for me, <laughs> so like weird romantic music, whatever. But sultry. So I flew out to Los Angeles to watch the Colorado Rockies, and what I thought was a make-or-break series for their season—three games against the Dodgers. They needed to win at least one by the time I got there because they lost a really stupid game in the series before that to San Francisco where they got two hits against a pitcher named Chris Stratton. I'd never heard of him either. I have, but you get the point. Um, And the Rockies got swept in L.A., and their best player at the time, Trevor Story, got hurt. And their best bullpen guys imploded. Kyle Freeland pitched a gem that got erased. They got swept. And everyone thought the season was over. And I did like that on the flight back. I was thinking about it. And they were off to Arizona. And they had 10 games left on the schedule. And I had predicted before the season they were going to win 90 games. And they were eight short of doing that. So I said, okay. Despite the fact that they've got three teams that have been in the postseason picture left on the schedule. All they've got to do is go 8-2 and two to match my preseason prediction of winning 90 games. And I think that'll get them the second wild card. And then I tweeted that out. And this is why I picked this whole stretch of time. Because the next day, they won a game in Arizona. And so I tweeted out, one and up. They need to win... They need to go eight and two. Then the next night they won. Then the next night they won. And this is what baseball does. And this is the thing about the everyday nature of it. It's why 2007 was so special, even if you're not a baseball fan necessarily. Because every day, if you're even a sports fan, you start asking the question the Rockies get eliminated. I know that they got swept in LA. You, people won't even watch the end. They get eliminated yesterday? No. Okay. Well, you check the next day. They get eliminated? No. Well, they keep winning. They just keep hanging on. They were completely backed into a corner. They were. Terrible. They were getting punched in the gut. Well, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. They sweep Arizona. Now, all of a sudden, they come back to Denver, and it's like, well, shoot, they just got to just hang in there, just, just continue to play well. But they got the Phillies and the Nationals. The Nationals would win the World Series the following year. The Phillies made all of the trades at the deadline and acquired all the players that the Rockies were supposed to acquire. <laughs> and there were a bunch of ridiculous losers for not acquiring those guys. And they mowed them down. Armen Marquez struck out the first eight Phillies in a game. Those dudes were out for Blood and they destroyed those guys. Two teams that everybody, I mean, everybody in the national media would have told you were better teams than the Colorado Rockies. And they mowed those guys down nine and one, not eight and two over that final stretch. So not only did they earn that second wild card, but they forced a tie for the division with the Los Angeles Dodgers. No time to sleep. You've got 12 hours of rest because you've got to fly to L.A. the next day, lose that game. Tough going Amazing pitching performance. from Walker Bueller, what are you going to do? No time to rest. You've got 12 hours to get to Chicago and win. In 13 innings of marathon baseball, it was insane the amount of baseball they had to play how long they had to maintain their focus and it should be to nobody's shock that they completely came unraveled after all of that they were exhausted they were done but it was an exhilarating week and a half stretch of baseball
2: (laughs) I thought I was going to have to retire my um, NL West participants shirt uh, and then 24 (laughs) hours later I was like nope, going to go ahead and keep that one in the line
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Game was just the thirteen eight innings of like agony or just like what is going on.
4: And so here's the thing, man. Kyle Freeland, who pitched in the decisive game that got the Rockies into the postseason and won it, made his first postseason appearance for his hometown team on the road in the oldest ballpark. In the National League against the winningest pitcher in the history of the Major League <laughs> Baseball postseason, and he outpitched that guy. I watched him do it. It was, I, it was it was unbelievable. And it's so and baseball is so hard. And I get it. It feels weird to people who are more fans of other sports to like celebrate the winner of the wild card game, but it's not the same thing as celebrating whoever comes in seventh or eighth in the NBA and sneaks their way into the playoffs it's not that the rockies won that game was incredible given everything that they had just gone up against given the odds against them uh it, it was an absolutely exhilarating run that that team went on and required uh production from everybody involved from like a 30-man roster just insane great great stuff
2: cheers you,
1: you did a very good <laughs> job of describing that
2: I, I, I can't help but notice Ali is not ready to run through a wall, though. I, don't I couldn't. Know. I tried. I did, what I
4: couldn't. <laughs> is it because they got swept by the Brewers in the NLDS? No one.
1: Maybe, maybe it's because I bought a playoff ticket to go watch October in uh, At Coors Field and wasn't able to. It Baseball is, yeah. is
4: specifically designed to break your heart. Everyone <laughs> yeah. should know that. That's its <laughs> explicit <laughs> oh, yeah. purpose.
2: Yeah, that's, to that's the reason pain. why
1: we love it. You love what yeah. causes pain. Yeah, so <laughs> right. that, it's weird that as humans we we like that. Right.
2: I don't like that. I don't like that at <laughs> all.
1: <laughs> you, that's why you. <laughs> <know>.
2: No, I just want to talk
5: trash. To do
1: yeah,
2: like I want to I want to administer pain to Nick Wright. I thought I made that pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's why you follow sports, because you know Nug's life is going to hit eventually.
2: Ugh, Allie, and what are you doing? Knock it
1: off.
2: Things are different now. We have Nicole Jokic. did not you hear me? Ugh.
1: I'm just telling
2: you. All right. All those second round
4: losses we're
0: going to No, I am
2: unbelievable. believe <laughs> right. What's the muting Throwing policy on this podcast? Throw it back out.
4: Throw it back out. I'm not getting excited about the wild card
1: dude. Moving on. Hank. You right. need your favorite recent Denver We don't want to record. hear about the be? Montana
2: Grizzlies either. <laughs> oh,
3: that's too bad. But <laughs> the good thing I've had um, about a half hour now to come up with.
5: Hank <laughs> 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 best- is I still here. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Hank has though.
1: been very quiet. Hank has been very quiet. You can use boss or Broncos or whatever, whatever suits your heart.
3: Oh, I know exactly what it is. Okay, actually, go for it. Like, not as a joke, having this much time to think about it has been great because I went through all of the great sports moments that I've had since moving to Denver. Like, and I mean, some of them don't, I don't know that they count as great. Like, the the day Eric and I went to that uh, Nuggets game, Hell the day yeah. Kobe died. And everybody oh. there is still just kind of <laughs> no. like – I, I, I know that that's weird, kind of but it's more of just like this powerful moment where it's just like yeah. everybody goes like, to a basketball oh. arena and it's just yeah. like morning, And just to be a part of something like that was really cool. And so you have like stuff like that, but in terms of the best sports moment, it is not close. Um, my first ever game at Folsom Field. So that was actually my first ever like FBS college football game. <laughs> But, but it happened to be <laughs> against uh, the nebraska corn huskers which made it even more special
2: it was uh
3: it was just like a wild day like you get there like walking up to the press box and i don't know that there's like 400 media members there and that there's thing. like a map out there saying like which seat you're supposed to take and so i'm just walking around trying to find my name oh we should have prepped
1: you a little better
3: Yes. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. Definitely. 100%. Yep. (laughs) Totally agree there.
3: But yeah, I'm just like looking for my seat, and I find my name tag, and I'm just like looking at who's next to me, and I look over, and it's Woody Page. So I'm like, wait, there's 400 people covering this game. This is my first ever FPS game, first time at Folsom Field, and I'm covering the buffs. Woody Page, like my childhood idol, is sitting next to me. And uh, at halftime, the buffs were down 17-0. The whole time, Woody's just like, you know, this is – uh, this is just gross football on both sides. Like these guys don't know what they're doing. But he's, he, he, somehow he has like the shorter sentences, and he doesn't talk all that much. And so it's just like punchy. It's just like, oh, that was a good like classic sports writer line based on what's going on in the game. But, he's like, this uh, sucks.
5: You're like, wow. Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. It's like I don't know why there's hype about any of this, and it's like okay.
4: <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is my new job, so <laughs> cool down a little bit if you want. It's like, then, this like, the most amazing moment of my life, where yeah, it's just like, it's why is cool. anyone yeah. here to even be here?
3: There's
4: it's a like, Buffalo on the field.
3: It's crazy. But then in the second half, the buffs go off. Uh, Steven Montez hits Tony Brown with, like, a minute left on a deep ball to send it to overtime. Uh, I'm down on the field, like, in front of the student section, like, as they're getting ready to charge the field on that kick. Uh, oh skipped over the flea flicker with kd too 96 oh. yards but yeah it, that was just by far the coolest thing to be a part of i
1: agree that was definitely Dude. all right i think I'll take you out. i have control <laughs> i
3: have a question that yeah. the buffs won both rivalry games and this is the one that actually is more meaningful
2: to all of the buffs fans no, we well, are talking You're, about the you're not from here. Listen, here. I, 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 that doesn't. You you have no skin in the game. You, you don't care. Like
1: you barely, you barely do. You barely <laughs> what do you mean? You mean, mean I barely do. Barely. I grew up before
2: Collins. You're I went to CSU. I have to listen to this senior yeah. nonsense my whole life. What do you mean? I'm barely involved. But, <clears
1: but <clears <throat> how much do you actually care on Saturdays about CSU? You're like, oh, they lost. So. Well, I've just okay. i've
2: i've, uh, I've coated no. my i've coated my heart in a hard shell. I can't, it can't be penetrated <laughs> until n- this new Adazio. Uh, dude, we're now, uh, like, uh, <laughs> and yeah, the dude has cracked the shell. So who who knows? Maybe I'm in deep now. We'll find out.
1: No, I agree, Henry. That game was amazing. The, it was probably the most stressful few moments of my life. Is that was the first time I was ever watching like see you play Nebraska live, and there's obviously so much history with these two teams, and I had missed the year before where they went to Nebraska and beat them, so I was just like, oh my God, this is just not a good sign. The first half was, I think I was texting you. I was, like, not happy. I was like, this is not good. (laughs) And then, all of a sudden, it all turned amazing, and the Buffs somehow came back, and... Everyone rushed the field, and Nebraska oh. fans were very, very, very salty and upset
2: about it. <laughs> Truth be told, I actually, I was actually into that game too. Like I, even me, it was
1: crazy. Yeah,
2: because I mean, you know, like my whole life has been about like I, I am angry at CU when CSU plays them, and then after that, it's sort of just like whatever Colorado team. It, it is going out into the world of college football where no team ever from Colorado gets any respect. I, I just kind of root for them. So I, I'd move past my, my pettiness. Not really. I think you, uh, anybody, anybody who's listening to this learns that that's not really tomorrow. a thing that I do. right? <laughs> but even, even I watching that, I was like, Oh man, that, that was, man, that was a game. Holy yeah. cow. That flea flicker. And then, yeah, Ryan wrote the, the the love the love sonnet to the flea flicker
1: (laughs) it was all so so amazing and that's why going into the next week against air force was so hard for a fan as a fan i don't even know how the players did it when you're still like like living off this high of an amazing game and you're like oh my god they're already it's already the next week and they're they have to play against another team
3: yeah the buffs haven't played their rivals in a decade at home and everybody's just going insane because they're losing. And then they put up 31 points in the last 16, 17 minutes to send oh. it to overtime.
1: I, it we were so like dehydrated. We, you were like, but you can't leave. You can't leave your seat because look at what's happening. And oh, it was crazy. And then there was a lot of um, older Nebraska fans after the game being really nice to us and insulting <laughs> us and telling us to go get high and climb a mountain. So you're you know, like, so. you we'll
2: do just that. Well, that, good. that is not an insult. <laughs> sounds
1: like a great afternoon. All right. Come
2: on.
4: What a weird day! Um, Why don't you have an amazing meal and listen to some fantastic music? Yet <laughs> you're
2: like, stop it, stop <laughs> it.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. That definitely has to be one of my, my. I've I've tweeted it out. My two, like, best favorite Denver sports uh, memories would be the Kale McCarr game in the playoffs at Pepsi Center. It was just like once once the lights turned off and the game was starting, the atmosphere. I just got goosebumps. Like, there was no way of not getting goosebumps. Seeing the pom-poms going crazy was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, special. And I feel like that's something that's so cool about indoor sports, having that, like, feeling of just everyone is so close. Yeah. And everything feels so loud. And it was so loud over the TV. And and that was just amazing. Everyone going crazy for Kael McCarr's um, goal. But then after that, I would have to say close second would be the Nebraska game. But – Um, All right, another podcast where we've talked for a very, very long time. (laughs) (laughs) So, golf is back. We've been playing WGT, missing it, and now we have another full weekend of golf ahead of us. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Eric, you've been You've been doing pretty well on DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you have like, a recommendation for this weekend? Oh, I have a recommendation what for this put weekend. Some money on.
2: Yeah. Besides uh, Blades. Oh well, then no. no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just really undercut right. me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. Bet on Blades, baby. Like, wait, why walk away from free money? That's free money. Mm-hmm. Bet yeah, on Blades.
1: He already warned the world that he was going <laughs> to have a. I don't. Something about a ragdoll, and it wasn't going to be twenty-five minutes. So sorry, he let you all know. So put some money. That's what you're putting money on, Eric.
2: Yes, you know why? Because I like free money. Frank,
1: do you have any uh, golf that you're putting some money on? Any Any guys we should? Well, I guess a lot after that face.
3: Oh yeah. Well, everybody I've put money on so far is now out of it. So, I'm about to come up <laughs> with another one. Maybe round of bets.
5: don't listen yeah. to do the
4: opposite ends. of whatever it is that Hank says you should do. So, I right, formula there.
2: My betting strategy is very, to be very judicious. I don't like to spread a lot of potential seeds out there. I like to hone in on things that I feel like mm. are going to hit. And it's served me well. So far, I'm 10 and 3 in all of my bets.
1: There you I'm, go. I'm
2: a big winner so far to this wow. point. That's right.
1: All right, You're Henry, up. I don't think I'm going to give you a, a chance to give us your picks. Well, yeah, we don't want that Mark pick. Hubbard, Mark Mark from
3: Denver. He's tearing it up. You got to support him.
2: Okay, well, that's I mean, not supporting like him. That's just losing money for no reason.
3: <laughs> I will be losing money and support. I am going to be a wealthy man if the Rockies win the World Series this year.
2: Oh. Also,
3: if the Avs and Nuggets both win titles, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I guess I'd probably keep my job, but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and oh, also anybody like just letting us know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If they, you just put money on all of your favorite teams winning their the championship. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he bets like yeah, a small yeah. child. Yeah. That's yeah. Like how a child bets. <laughs> yeah. But although, um, if they, I don't know if they still have it, DraftKings was offering a big odds boost for the ABS to win the entire thing. They were yeah, a week um, ago.
1: I don't know if they are. If it's still
2: man, I got in on that. I hit that hard. Oh, so did I.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, guys, if you want some, maybe a little more solid advice, uh, go listen to DNVR <laughs> Bet Daily. Tonight at 5 o'clock, our and andre will be giving you all the details on things you should bet on on DraftKings Sportsbook over the weekend. But before you do that, don't forget to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. Like I was saying earlier, for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to a $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter the code DNVR when you sign up. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Definitely call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, that's a mouthful. I'm gonna to need to drink some Breck Brew. <laughs>
4: some Breck Brew after that.
1: All right. Well, to no surprise, um, that topic went pretty long. So we're gonna move on to favorite Denver sports memory of all time. But you can't talk for too long, folks. I will pull out the. I will pull out the, <laughs> the clock, and we will do. Uh who won the week oh, it's been so long since we did that. Who won the week style if you go over your time. So I don't um, know, we know weeks have
2: no been. Word.
4: Word. Yeah, so just, can just, we do oh. who lost the week? Wow. <laughs> I'm, a cru- I'm a crush that.
3: I mean two <laughs> buffs tested positive for coronavirus. So
1: I'm there's this
4: point. What a world we live in.
1: Anyway. Hi Ali. <laughs> fun sport, memories. Right. Let's move on to that. Henry, oh, since no. you had to wait for 45 minutes uh, for last time, what well, is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time? This should be easy. You should already oh, know. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, Well, I mean, I had it narrowed down really <laughs> quickly, but there's about... I mean, I guess like five games really you could choose from.
1: No, all I know
3: is it's one of Tim <laughs> Tebow's wins. Oh my god! And I think you have to choose one. I think it, I think yes. Let's to go. go. To, there were some others in there that were just incredible, but yeah, I mean, so, the one mean, in the
1: play- so which one?
3: The, 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 yeah, the wild card game against the Steelers. Game, you know, this is Steelers. Thomas, like I mean, it's it's just the perfect moment. That's, that's your nobody, top ten
0: for sports
2: Yeah.
3: You I, you know what my dog is? <laughs>
5: what, are you, my dog
0: what are you, what are you, what are you, a Cleveland fan? Like, what the hell, dude? We've won Why? championships in this town.
5: <laughs> yeah, bro, I have he some
1: self-respect, bro. Yeah. A, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm going to defend him. He's a baby. He's a child. He wasn't around yeah. when the Broncos and the Avs, yeah. or he was, but he was a two-year-old when the Broncos and the Avs won their t- titles. So let him choose what he wants to do. Hank, just to play. be clear,
2: you, the defense for your, your choice is that you're a child. I'm <laughs>
3: sorry. <laughs> I mean I feel like that's how I justify most of the things I do
0: like, thing.
2: you like, know yeah. that they know. went to two Super
0: Bowls in the three years immediately after this
3: yes that I know what the was, hell I hadn't had sports no. happiness in forever like as as Tim Tebow come in and do all that stuff like the Super Bowl was great I'll give you that like the well, oh was okay great. thanks like, it, was, it was spectacular I was I, I No, I was at one of the AFC championship games the, the
1: freight play. maybe I should have given him some I more time to
3: think about it I really <laughs> wish somebody had come on before me and take it. <laughs> I will, say that. I will no, there, say that.
4: The plan was for somebody to say Super Bowl. There, there was nothing, though. I, I will say to the just not knowing what the hell was going to happen every time that Broncos did. That was some of the most fun I have ever had watching football was during the Tebow thing because there was this Extraordinarily palpable, like people expect and are rooting for this guy to fail. Yeah, that was me. And <laughs> there were like even a lot of Ableed. his own fans. And yep, I booed him. in the <laughs> most absurd ways. They would pull out these wins, and it was I got. I'm I'm a little with Hank here, just like the the sounds you would make, like if you watch sports. <laughs> 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 <Hey Jake>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you watch sports for that oh my god i can't believe that happened moment then the tim tebow bronco years it's like oh they brought in peyton manning who had already won a super bowl and already established himself as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and they got better and they Went to a couple Super Bowls and won one. Like okay, no, I'm I'm with you. And then he thanked Bud Light immediately after instead of his own actual you know local <laughs> beers maybe. Uh, but sure, no, I'm 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 Team Hank. Let's go, Team Out. I don't think anybody's ever go. said that before.
3: I don't think anybody's ever said Team Hank
4: before. <laughs> team Hank. I didn't even know that I'm was Team, team, team Hank. <laughs> that was oh so much fun. Even when the Peyton Manning Broncos were winning games, they weren't fun. What is yeah. wrong with both of you? What H- else is you? H-
5: <laughs>
4: like you expect to win you got that guy on your Un- team you better
2: unbelievable unbelievable oh the, the Broncos produced the greatest offensive season of all time and it wasn't good enough for you because right. we scored Do nine not points
0: in Dallas where they were just like Touchdown,
2: just trading
0: touchdowns, and Drew is like, "Whoa!" Like, oh. Game
2: in like twenty years. He's like, "This bores me now."
0: Uh. Like, oh, I would rather watch zero-zero <laughs> football until <laughs> I'm eight I'm minutes saying. left in the fourth quarter, no. and no. have <laughs> absolute mayhem breakout and pretend like I had a good time.
2: Yeah, yeah. You want to watch a football game where you're forty-eight, 48 of the minutes you're like. Uh, uh, you, just put the dog you spent
0: three it. hours during the activity. Two hours and 40 minutes was Incredible. misery. Yeah. And you hated yourself and yeah. you
4: wanted to do anything else. Mm-hmm. You I understand better, you're you describing gonna... a baseball game. Right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <You> understand <laughs> the way you've just described is <laughs> the typical baseball game. Oh, my God. Well, I assume <laughs> that
2: you have you followed Tim Tebow's baseball career closely then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've followed
4: yeah, follow every step of the way. He's nowhere near as terrible, by the way, as people think.
0: No, like just Normal,
4: terrible. Okay. He's a much better baseball
0: player than he was NFL quarterback. Oh my
4: the, god! The fact the fact oh, wait, that the guy is you? a legitimate professional baseball player is insane. He may or may not ever make it to the uh, big leagues, but he's a legitimate AAA talent. Wow, and that's, that's really
2: amazing.
4: It actually is that <laughs> to be able to reach that level after having already been a quarterback in the NFL, like <laughs> that's insane. It it is. No, it's it's really, really, really hard to get that to that level of baseball. There are a lot of extraordinarily talented people who have to retire before they ever get to AAA in baseball. Okay,
1: so Very hate hard. is all Tebomania. mania. AJ is all against Tibo mania. Yes,
0: I feel like I feel like just to spite Drew, I should say that my favorite Denver sports moment was the trading of Mello.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm good.
4: <laughs> like
1: this isn't so okay. Where does it seem weird, Peyton but
4: just like, sign signing Peyton? So, I mean yep. that was cool.
1: Okay, Henry, so are you sticking with that being <laughs> your favorite? Denver sports memory <laughs> of all
2: time. You gotta just remember though, like
1: Tivo, the Broncos versus Steelers. Mm-hmm.
2: It was a great listen. That was a great moment. I am going crazy in my
1: house, I have yeah. a yeah.
2: Job
3: wearing the jersey with its name on the back, <laughs> the name of the man who just made the game. I can't describe a better moment than exactly that.
2: Give it to him, the man. Let him okay. let, let let the baby have his bottle. It's fine. Oh, That's right. a great moment. <laughs>
1: I I just wanted to clear up is of old. She drinks from a bottle.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's my okay.
1: Um, that was
4: a lot. AJ. Go to Eric for a minute. I (laughs) got. I done messed up the AJ. I'm
2: sorry. I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying listen, to bring it down a notch here. You know what, you know what's going to fl- 70% of what AJ I
4: said.
0: Up I here.
2: You know, you know it's going to flip AJ on his head a little bit. One of my I think favorite moment in Denver sports was when the Avs hoisted the cup in 2001 or 2000. I mean, it's
0: it's it's a top like 5 hockey moment of all time. It was and incredible. It should, it should certainly be a top 10 sports moment of all time. So was, the fact that we're fifty-eight minutes into this and it's just getting brought up is kind of wild. In, well, it like, was I,
1: recent memory, and but, then now all time, y'all went sure, off on we, your. Recent we had to memories. listen
0: to. We had to listen to twenty minutes of Tim Tebow. <laughs>
1: To I get to Ray Bork he
0: lifting the cup, a moment yeah. that you know, brings people to mistake, tears. I
1: shouldn't have gone to Henry first. I really
2: <laughs> have the yeah, I, was, I felt bad. He waiting train. for
1: so long. It's, I shouldn't. I should have known better. I apologize. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That just uh, I I like that that image of um, Tenge putting that big rebound in at the end of the like near the end of the game. That's burned into my. Into my eyeballs, like I'll, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes it three nothing halfway oh. through the game, and you're like,
0: oh my god, it's happening! Oh, we were
2: we were watching yeah, it a big in Denver, like I, we were like, is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? And then it happened, and then I immediately went out and got uh, tear gas and pepper sprayed. It was incredible. <laughs>
1: Yep. And you learn about his feelings on that if you come hang out at the DNVR bar as he goes into detail about these fun stories.
4: <laughs> I like that you say that like it's like a scheduled show that we put on at the bar. Like if you show up around 4.30, you can catch Eric telling the story of the no. time he got to. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wish I said it that eloquently. No. Um, as Ryan has told a few people if you come to the bar and catch him after a few drinks you're going to hear a lot of interesting stories I feel like Eric is the same way oh, Henry yeah. is yeah. nodding his head as like oh yeah so okay and that's <laughs> a little nerve wracking <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, there's really okay. only so
0: many things one can say about Tinder and the zoo man <laughs>
2: so. You would think. You would think, but we I don't know. Seems to be an endless well.
3: Wow.
0: <laughs> uh, you laughing.
1: keep bringing Tinder so girls to, you, to the zoo.
2: But also, also th- th- this one's this one's for Pat. Henry, I, have, I have a
1: series. Oh, okay. Well,
2: if, this one for Pat. Maybe. This
1: one's for Pat. But going back to the main subject of this <laughs> podcast. Fine. Yes. Um, this one's for Pat is a pretty good one. Oh my God. It's an amazing one. Would be a good choice.
2: It would have been, sure. It's true. <laughs> I, could,
1: I could see myself picking that one. Yep. <laughs> but Eric, you're going with the uh, 2001 Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, Drew, what is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time?
4: I'm still allowed to pick one. I haven't been ex- <laughs> My My privilege hey, has not yet, yet been, been revoked.
1: If Henry was able to pick one, you're allowed to pick one.
4: So to not cheat again and just take all of Rocktober.
1: Yeah, that's not allowed. We're done
4: with that. <laughs> um, then I guess I'll go slightly against the grain from 163 in 07 and actually pick the game where they clinched it, Game Four against Arizona, uh, and and <clears throat> went to the World Series. Like that was that was huge, and there were, everything about that was extraordinarily satisfying to. You know, respond to a team that has literally come out and said they're not better than us. They haven't played better than us, not even close. And then sweep them dudes <laughs> right out the postseason <laughs> was Boomer. just extraordinarily satisfying. Um, that the final play of the game was the the guy who should have been Rookie of the Year and should have won Gold Glove that year, making a really good defensive play and throwing the ball into the hands of the icon of the franchise, Mr. Rocky, Todd Helton himself, who threw his arms into the air. One of the most iconic poses in the history of Denver sports. Uh, the Didn't call, he- the World Series, is coming to Denver, Colorado. All, all of it, all of it. Didn't he also throw out Eric Burns? And he, threw out yes, out Eric he Burns, did. That's so good. Con- just all of it was right there, and it was so – and they Whoa. won in in all the ways they have been winning – It was their 20th win in 21 games. Or no, it was their 21st win out of 22 games. Uh, They had to knock off all the teams in their division. The Diamondbacks were the team that won the division that year, and they celebrated their win of the NL West at Coors Field with a big champagne bath. So to come back a week and a half later and sweep these dudes out the postseason, it was so remarkably satisfying. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I, I remind people of this all the time. I know what happened in the World Series. But I know what happens in the World Series. The World Series. <laughs> World Series yeah, World. What happens in the World Series stays it's, in the World Series. It is the World Series. Like, man.
1: Unless you win, then everyone. Then it, wins. Yeah, right.
4: right. Then <laughs> yeah. it. Then it obviously counts the most. Colorado Rockies won the National League pennant. Uh, that 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 was enough to summon angels in angels in the outfield. Just win the pennant. Like it wasn't even a World Series. It wasn't even a thing. So. Uh, that the Colorado Rockies won the National League pennant in that moment. I was there the next year when they hung that thing at Coors Field. Uh, it, it was extraordinary. It was magical. It was perfect. Um, forget about what happened after. <laughs> Just forget. And My man. soon as have The season ended there. I want <laughs> AJ back. Yep, we're
0: cool, but yeah.
1: AJ, AJ's all like,
4: yeah, He's <laughs> Uh, mm. oh, it was beautiful. Even like even the stuff where they like brought back Willie Tavares, like they made like these decisions where it's like this guy had been hurt for the last two and a half months of the season, and so he wasn't there for the big run, and these fill-ins like Corey Sullivan and Ryan Spielborgs had to come out and and make it so that the team could function. And they got him through All this stuff. in Game 163 against the Padres and that first series against the Phillies. And then your starting center fielder is healthy. And Glenn Hurdle's like, screw it. Throw him in there. And Willie Tavares makes, like, an extraordinary catch. Draws a walk-off walk to win the game. Kaz Matsui's awesome. Todd, that team was the –
1: I'm I'm done. Okay. (laughs) You said keep it short, right? Uh, But, I mean, that was – that was so good that I had to let it, and AJ was being real excited. I mean, it all, it all makes this 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 cloudy Friday happy. Right. So we've
4: renamed an entire month after what those guys did. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
1: Uh, I guess before before AJ finishes up, because I assume it may be a little long as well. Um, guys. <laughs> Before I encourage you to drink more breakthroughs, don't forget about taking care of your teeth. It is also so, 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 so important. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Don't forget to tweet at us when you go there because showing them support really helps us out and we want to show them how awesome this community really is. So don't forget to call Green Mountain Dental Group today and schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam so you can get your amazing Sonicare toothbrush for free. That's what Drew went to go do right now. He's calling. That's why he just left the the chat. Um, AJ, (laughs) what is your favorite Denver sports memory of all time?
0: Whoa. even hot. Yeah, that was (laughs) already. <laughs> Take it away, Drew. Jeez, um, my favorite, my favorite Denver sports memory uh, with uh, Steve Atwater killed Randy Hilliard and Robert Brooks right at the end of Super Bowl Thirty Two yeah. because it was like
4: yeah. Forgot about it was
0: such a close game, and like that was like the one thing that I wasn't emotionally prepared for was like the deep ball ripping my heart out, and I loved Steve Atwater, and he was such a dominant force that game i've always said that if td doesn't get three touchdowns that steve atwater wins mvp of that, of that game because he was he was insane and that was sort of like the moment where i was like oh my god they're gonna win and you know then they did and it was you know the ads had won the cup already but that really felt like denver's like sports validation and the cup was the, the, the 96 cup. I was a little, uh, I was disconnected just cause I was out on the East coast and I was asleep for it. It was triple overtime. It was three o'clock in the morning in Massachusetts where I was like, it was, you know, it was, it was tough for me to be as connected to that. And then here, you know, I was here in Denver, um, when, when Denver, when the Broncos beat the Packers and they were that huge underdog and the NFC had won like 14 in a row. And, it was just this, you know, it was it, it, it was so unlikely at the time, and it was such a great game. You know, we've had a lot of really good Super Bowls in the last 15 or so years, so that game kind of gets forgotten about. But it was, after a lot of blowouts in the Super Bowl for the decade leading up to that game, that was a fantastic game. And you go back and you look at all the Hall of Famers that were in it, all the team, you know, John Elway and Brett Favre going head-to-head. And that was Brett Favre at, like, the height of his powers when he was winning MVPs. And John Elway was just, like, the old all-time great who couldn't win the big game. And it was, like, Terrell Davis's arrival onto the scene as the Hall of Famer that he would become. And, and just as a Denver sports fan, it just felt a little bit different and it felt cuz it felt like like hockey was like the new sport that showed up the team was already good you hadn't gone through anything with them they just dropped in they air dropped in won the cup and you were like <laughs> look well,
4: how dope we are hockey <laughs> is awesome <laughs> this, this is, is going to be a lot of
0: fun but like you'd had your heart like stomped on before as a broncos fan you'd had miserable moments especially the year before with Jacksonville in denver and it was just such a horrible horrible Moment. Oh yeah, and we forget about that because they won two yeah. Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, I've like,
4: forgotten all about the Jacksonville game. Well, it's man. like it's
0: like that's how you forget about stuff like that. Like that's first how they, you respond, yeah. you know. Virginia Cavaliers fans don't care that they're the first number one seed to ever lose to a sixteen because the very next year they won the national championship. So they're like, "There's a happy ending to that horrific story, <laughs> right?" You know, that was like the redemption, and they had you know the. The Broncos had beaten, you know, teams that they hated. You know, they got Jacksonville in the first round. They got Kansas City in the second round. Then they had to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, they had to go through Kansas City and Pittsburgh on the road. And then they had to take on the defending champs in Green Bay. It was the gauntlet of gauntlets. And they exercised every demon along the way and did everything they needed to do. And it it validated John Elway as, as one of the top quarterbacks and, and NFL players of all time. And it was just, it was all of that, and it felt like the 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 defining moment of that game for me was always Steve Atwater hitting a guy, hitting a group of men so hard oh. that all three of them had to leave the game.
4: It was amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, I have it. not, been, I've not been in Denver for a championship of any kind. And I just, after getting to know, as most people know on this podcast, I did grow up in Philadelphia and the Phillies won a World Series and all. But the defining moment, kind of like what you were talking about, AJ, was um, the Super Bowl in 2017. And, and that was amazing, like best memory ever. But getting to know all of these Denver sports fans, like hearing, going, having people come to watch parties and tell me why they were Avs fans for, for so long, Nuggets fans gone through this all. And now to also be a part of this, like when the when Denver wins another championship, it's gonna be amazing. The DMVR mm. is gonna be popping. We're all gonna be just tequila shots all around. Back
0: off <laughs> if the bar. If the bar will not close
4: that night. It'll just just keep
0: it's going.
1: It's gonna be amazing. Like just at, roll
4: until it's time to serve breakfast. Yeah, and straight up.
1: You know, you know it's coming. You know you. Ha- we all have a feeling it's around the corner. I'll touch wood. Um, but with at least one team. So that's really exciting. And this has been a good, great podcast, reminiscing on some awesome Denver sports memories. We will be back next week on Friday at 2.30 p.m. So definitely check it out. Don't forget to subscribe and also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. And that's all I've got. Do you guys have anything else to say before we close out?
2: Tebow sucks. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) My man! <laughs> Go, Tebow! I'm he actually not
1: like
2: a big Tebow fan anymore. You named your dog after him,
5: so...
1: Yeah.
2: At the time, I was. You're not a big a fan of
1: him anymore.
2: Just to, right. yeah, just to clear it up, Hank, the guy that's on your side is holding a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I've been jealous the whole time. And, and, and earlier you were saying you had the, the take of a child, and then this is the guy that springs to your defense. So just... <laughs> The with the it. It's, it's not
4: a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's,
2: it's Raphael. Raphael. Yeah, we all know. No way. See,
4: don't <laughs> even pretend like back? you don't know what's up. What's don't good? even pretend like you don't even know. <laughs> Try to act like you're above it and stuff.
3: People don't. I, I I'm, people didn't watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was growing
4: up.
1: For people who don't, what is
4: wrong with you people? I I never mind. F <laughs> uh, Tebow. <laughs>
1: what happens after we end the podcast live. We then go in and talk about this stuff for a few hours. Oh, but, oh, are
4: we still on? <laughs> yeah, we're still on.
1: Uh, talking about teenage... Uh, whatever. Um, we will be hosting, hosting a watch party at the BMVR bar tomorrow. I just remembered to watch our guy Curtis Blades um, play play no play the UFC. In the main event there we go. play with his that's opponent the right like cat
4: and mouse. <laughs>
3: I think out. that's what he specifically oh, said he wasn't doing Not <laughs> yeah. he was ragdoll.
1: so come oh. hang out or come hang out tonight I know a lot of people are going to be there so come chat some Denver sports with us and we will see you guys next week Oh.